August 30th, 2018, San Francisco. The Sales Development Conference. The first and only live conference 100% focused and dedicated to sales development. Join over 300 of the top minds in sales development for a full day of learning, forging new relationships, and creating the next generation of sales development excellence. This year, we have dedicated tracks for sales development leadership, as well as a track for individual sales development representatives, including a full day of ultra-useful hands-on training. Bring your whole team to get the tools, research, and connections you need to accelerate your career and push your sales development program forward. Accelerate your growth at the Sales Development Conference 2018. Go to tenboundcom conference to get your tickets today. That's tenboundcom conference. You're listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum focused and dedicated 100% to sales development. If you care about growing your skills and getting more new sales appointments, pipeline, and closed one deals, you came to the right place. Subscribe to the show on YouTube, iTunes, or Spreaker, and be sure to go back and listen to all the episodes for the best strategies, tips, and tactics out there on running a high-performance sales development program. And now, your host, founder, and CEO of TenBound at TenBound.com, David Delaney. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. I am super excited to get the next guest on the show. This is Taylor Scotto, the team lead of sales development over at Everwise. Taylor, how are you doing today? David, how are you? Oh, doing man. Great. I'm I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to get you on the show, man. You know, folks out there, if you haven't picked up some of Taylor's writing lately on sales development and, you know, excelling as a sales development rep and as a program leader, you got to follow this guy because he's putting out some great stuff. And Taylor, thanks again for coming on the show. Hey, I appreciate it, Dave. It's been an honor. I know how busy you are and all the listeners taking time out of their day. So hope to uh, provide some value here in the 20, 25 minutes we got. Yeah, absolutely, man. Let's dive in. So you've been over at Everwise for a while now. How did you come to our wonderful profession of sales development? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, I I look at it like most people. I graduated college in 2010. And at that time, you know, I had a degree in marketing. I was president of three different business clubs. So I was doing everything that they said to do to get, you know, a really cool job out of college. Uh, and lo and behold, that's the first thing I learned is uh, it doesn't really matter what you did at college. Uh, it really depends on not only who you know, but really putting yourself out there and starting to learn the ropes off the ground. So I, I reached out to one of my friends who was working at Chase Bank at the time, and he got me a job as a retail personal banker. And at that time, I didn't know the word sales development. I just knew that I had to come in and make dials every day. So one of the things that uh, you know excited me the most was just doing that, was calling people. And I quickly became a top performer there. And then also at another bank that I did, uh, worked for after that. And again, it was just being one of the few people to pick up the phone. And that afforded me the opportunity to be a top performer, which allowed me to get an intro to someone at LinkedIn. So I joined one of their early sales development teams around 2013 when they were about 3,000 employees and was with them for about three years when they scaled up to about around 8,000 employees right before the merger with Microsoft. So I was on three, three different teams. I helped onboard two managers and about 20 different sales dev. 
you know, it was a fun time there. I mean, I, I got the cream of the crop in terms of a product to sell. So, you know, hustling, grinding, you know, I won a few awards over there, top sales dev, global sales of the year. That was fun. I mean, it was a really great time to be over there inbound, uh, outbound. And then, you know, the, the big experience now was joining a startup and seeing what that looked like. So I, I made my move over here and, you know, I really like the HR uh, space. So at LinkedIn, it was talent solutions selling their been known LinkedIn recruiter for anyone in talent acquisition. And then here we're selling a learning and development platform. So really helping supporting people has always been a passion of mine. And I see that's kind of been the common theme. But sales dev, you know, is a great place to start. And it's one of the roles that's always growing. Uh, there's always a need there. So that's how I found my start there. Yeah. And I think I, I want to go into it with you. I think we both share a, a real passion for the topic and you've really invested, you know, a lot of time and effort into this career. And I want to talk with you about, about, you know, what you think the future is, but real quick, first of all, going from a more established program at LinkedIn, where they probably had a lot of the processes worked out to a startup, that must've been an interesting, you know, change for you. Oh, 100%. I mean, so I was there right when the sales nav was blowing up the early stages of social selling, right? And that was like the the kind of the pinnacle of it all. So we were still building that out. But, you know, even today, LinkedIn has such a heavy outbound sales program. So that's important to know because they're very big on social selling. And I think there's a lot of value there. However, the big push at the time was ending cold calling. And for me, as I quickly move to a startup where no one knows who I am, man, that is a learning experience in itself. <laughs> you know, not having messaging tightly together, still trying to test that out. The tools you have are, are bare minimum. You know, you got LinkedIn and you got an Excel sheet and you got a phone <laughs> and uh, go after it, you know. So, you know, going from that was a huge challenge. It's something that I wanted. And, you know, I think I'm only stronger for that. I think LinkedIn is a tremendous opportunity. If you have a chance to work there, you got to do it. They have an amazing culture. It taught me a lot about hustle and drive and being surrounded uh, around people that are positive and and want to, you know, work hard and hit quota and help help the person next to them. And that was exciting. And so I I took that gear to, to start up world. And that's where I found out, you know, the things that I thought were, were ripping it over at LinkedIn did not work here. And I'm, I'm sure anyone listening here, if you're at a startup or a small business, you're trying to copy, you know, what these uh, sales leaders are saying, and it's not working and it's not your fault. That's just the name of the game. And I don't think, you know, sales leaders are talking about this enough because, you know, they'll, they'll see some great success from a large company like I did, they go to a startup and everything that they'll, they'll bring over is just stuff that that worked at the company, not necessarily the, the basics, the sales acumen. And that's where we're seeing a huge transformation right now in sales development. That's why I think, you know, inside sales mentioned it's the, what, 677,000 sales dev reps now alone. Their full-time job is ripping the phones, sending emails, trying to get appointments. And then LinkedIn also, to add to that, it's the third fastest growing role. 2017 next to, you know, machine learning and engineering. Right. So, I mean, this space has transformed in a matter of years. And that's why I think, you know, those listening, they're finding the difficulty is, you know, we don't have 
the expertise. No one's been in this game long enough to know what's working and what's not. Every company is so different now. There isn't a one size fits all. There isn't a technique that works best for everyone. And that's the thing. And and you really got to be open to the challenge of that failure and learning through that. So I think LinkedIn for me was a great place to start and learn the basics. But, you know, it allowed me this opportunity, which is back in the trenches, learning the basics and a lot of new things that I learned too that, uh, you know, I didn't learn there. So it's been, it's been one hectic ride. For a new, a new person coming out, you know, into the career space, would you say that going into a setup program, like a LinkedIn type of situation is foundational or, or would you suggest now that you've been in the, in the startup world for a while that they just go straight into the startup and they just start figuring it out without that playbook? You got to find it's personality based. In my opinion, I think some people do great in a well-established career path. Oh, by the way, career path anywhere is vital for this role because you get to see where you're going to go. But I think, you know, it depends, you know, are you someone that really wants an established path? There's already people there. You've got the messaging you want to, you know, see that acumen or, or do you really like figuring all that out? And you know, during my tenure at LinkedIn, when I started, we were still scaling the SDR team. So it was still kind of basic there. We were just getting our footprint to grow the inbound team, right? So for me, I like that that scaling part. I like the building, the challenge. And then it got to the point where, hey, we figured all that out. We just need to, you know, get that volume in and get get some new people in here that want to learn sales. It's all set up. And so I think it's a personality thing. Yeah. But I think it's really vital, you know, who you're working under, are they really supportive or are they looking for their next jump? And, you know, is it a great learning culture? Those two things are important. If there's a word on the street that you've got an awesome learning culture that you're going to, you're going to learn, it doesn't matter what size the company is. That's to me is the most important part, but it's got to be successful. Okay. That's the thing. So say you're, you're coming in and you potentially had a playbook that worked at your last company and you're coming into a new situation where there isn't necessarily that playbook. I mean, what were some of the things that you did when you first got there and you were like, holy cow, like I, I need to come up with this myself? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think if any, you know, anyone at a small startup realizes to figure that out is failure and you have to be in an environment that allows that. You know, I think like when I look at my <laughs> career, I generally, you know, sometimes can be the rebellious one or the one looked at as somewhat of a problem <laughs> because I don't always follow the rules. And I think that's a big challenge that we have in sales in general, or there's these unspoken rules. I know, you know, I've, I've been jamming on Grant Cardone's books. It just his energy is awesome. Even if you don't sell that way, just having that extra voice is awesome to get pumped up. But, you know, we have to look at trying new things. And a lot of leaders, it scares them because the word on the street now is social selling, which, in my opinion, is very misunderstood. And, you know, cold calling for a lot of people, they, they moved away from it, which rightfully so. I think we were a lot of people were moving towards in mails, but now we're seeing, especially startups, it doesn't matter anymore. You got to find what works for you. And then third is, you know, I think for me is it doesn't matter what it looks like. It's got to work. And so the big thing for me was 
uh, we were big, highly focused on hyper-personalization for every email. And what I found was, hey, we're not getting it with, and startups can attest to this, you know, the amount of email bounces you get at a, sm- a small company versus a big one is massively different. So you got to factor that in, but not enough people were getting our message. So it didn't make sense to hyper-personalize every email. But what was vital that another part that I think is vastly misunderstood is what is personalization? So for me, it's really knowing, hey, man, what are the pain points to your solution that you can solve? And how do you put that in an email and send it to the people that really care about that? And, you know, that didn't always bode well with, you know, my higher ups for good reason. I mean, you don't want to be mass mailing everyone but when you get that right and you start expanding your message you know that's when we were seeing success as more people are interested in this and finding out you know what other things can we solve that might not be we might not be saying right so really testing 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 and that's what we found started to work Got and it. so it's scary it's scary right so to yeah. answer your question and in a short story is it took a lot of like risks. You got to take that risk in sending something new that might not work. But, you know, if you really know your customer and you really know your prospect, if you can condense that message in a few sentences and test that out, you know, I think that was what we found started to work. You can start to see a pattern. Yeah, exactly. August 30th, 2018, San Francisco, the sales development conference, the first and only live conference, 100% focused and dedicated to sales development. Join over 300 of the top minds in sales development for a full day of learning, forging new relationships, and creating the next generation of sales development excellence. This year, we have dedicated tracks for sales development leadership, as well as a track for individual sales development representatives, including a full day of ultra-useful hands-on training. Bring your whole team to get the tools, research, and connections you need to accelerate your career and push your sales development program forward. Accelerate your growth at the Sales Development Conference 2018. Go to tenbound.com slash conference to get your tickets today. That's tenbound.com slash conference. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned it's kind of a push-pull that seems to exist in that you have to customize the message to the pain points of the person that you're reaching out to, but at the same time, you need some kind of volume. And especially when the the old school sales leaders who are asking you to make like 500 phone calls every day. <laughs> yeah. They're looking for that volume because that's the playbook that they used. But you're yeah. going, well, wait a minute. Like the only way I can, I can get with people is if I actually communicate with them well. And that takes a little bit of research time. So it's like, right. it sounded like you experienced that push and pull kind of as you set up your process. Exactly. I mean, there's a, Company out there, Heather Morgan. Don't worry, I'm not getting paid for this. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, what, I like the thing stuff. from yeah. yeah from me was coming from LinkedIn. I was like, dude, I'm gonna crush this. Send 50 emails on my first two weeks here. I was like, dude, I'm gonna blow this out of the water. Got zero responses, and I was shocked. I was like, yeah. I came from LinkedIn. I did all the social selling best practices out there. You name it, I did it. I spent a ton of time, and I got nothing back. And that that was the wake up call. Was you know, we had some changes soon after that. And like, Taylor, you got to lead the team now. And it was my job to figure out, hey, you got to figure out messaging that works. So you have to really know who your prospect is. And so, you know, Heather Morgan, to go back to her is look her up. She's got some great information on 
on what copywriting is. And which, for those of you that don't know, I didn't know what that word meant. I thought it was editing a script for a movie, but copywriting uh, is an advertising job. It's been around for quite a while. It's the, the scripts in your email. It's the, the wording that your company uses to market, to get that enticement, right? So she's great at at really uncovering that, what should a subject line actually be? What's going to get an open? What should be in the body of the email? And these are simple things that, you know, looking back, you know, sound basic, but were we ever taught in school how to be a sales dev rep? Absolutely not. Were we taught even most, you know, schools, did they have a sales program? Absolutely not. Did, were you taught how to write a persuasive email? Nope. I was a marketing major, you know, graduate with distinction. Was I taught cold calling, emailing, marketing from a, you know, sales dev perspective? No. Right. So I had to learn all this like everyone else. And now because of all the technology that's changing is it's rapidly, rapidly changing. So if you were, you know, a superstar five years ago, if you needed to come back and show these, you know, new sales dev reps, what's up, you'll find it's changed. It is changed. I mean, LinkedIn, what we they went public in was it 2005? And that was when an in-mail was very exciting. That's when, when still calling your friends was exciting. Now it's like, I don't want to answer a voicemail. I don't want to pick up the phone for a number. I don't understand. You know, and now leading a team, I'm getting all these in-mails asking for my time, trying to sell me stuff. So I, I start to get it. As a leader, you're just inundated with outbound messaging. Most of it's garbage. And that's not the sales dev rep's fault. It's just that we're not taught that. And so that's why I think there's a huge demand and need for sales dev reps, both as a start starting place, but to finally learn these basics we were never taught. But then B is to how do we get good at that? And I think, again, a lot of companies aren't realizing that there is so lacking of training today for today's modern sales dev rep. It's it's unreal. Yeah. And again, tell I, me about I that. Yeah, go. Yeah. Go. You know, again, I, I came from LinkedIn. What do you, so I what was, do you see as a as what's missing? What are the components of training for sales development reps that you see is missing? Right. So number one is the lack of acumen that we have available to us. Most of us join a startup, mid level company. Some of us join the larger companies. But all in all, it's basically whatever your sales leader knew or knew what to be successful. That's what you're taught. Unfortunately, I'd say most of that is irrelevant or some of it works and some of it doesn't. If you're lucky, some all of it works and you just follow them. But for most of us out there, that's not true. Secondly is, you know, you look at sales training in general, right? It's not being taught anymore. You're not being taught how to sell. You're not being taught the psychology. You're not being taught the basics of what should be in a correspondence. And this is the salespeople above you. So they're teaching you some wrong information because it's what they knew. So as a result, everyone right now is massively searching for what's working and they're realizing it's going to be different for every company. We need to actually invest if we want this to be successful. And more importantly is we need people that are willing to, to figure that out and willing to do the hustle. And that's that's just been lacking for a while. And now that the role is starting to come into its own, again, growing faster than ever before is companies are going to start paying, I think, in my opinion, for reps that know how to do this job. But it, it takes time. It takes practice. You got to practice your pitch. You got to practice what's resonating, what's not. There's tools out there for that. But even if you don't have the money, you know, what does that sound like? And why, are you reviewing those calls? Or, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, why do you think 
that such an important position and such a complicated and difficult position, it seems like it's getting more complicated and more difficult every day, is still considered to be entry level. Right. Yeah. You know, I would second that is it blows my mind that in such a noisy world that this role gets the least amount of support because your job is literally going to someone that is busy. They have their life. They've got tons of emails coming to them. And your job is to be different and actually earn their time. And the fact that you get no training whatsoever, it's insane. And I think originally it was designed as like, hey, you know, Salesforce built the playbook. They said, hey, this is what's working. This works works for us. And people assume that it's not going to take that much effort to do the same. But they're quickly realizing not only is it massively harder today, but that the sales leaders themselves, they don't know the basics. They're not testing themselves. They're not practicing themselves. And so sales leaders, from what I've seen, are just saying, here's what worked. Why don't you do that? And then if it doesn't work, you've got nothing. And so as a rep, you're kind of stuck between, hey, where do I go? I don't, I don't have any help here. I don't have any resources. I got to pay for training out of pocket. This is, it's, it's really a weird situation, but it's the opportunity that we have as sales leaders moving forward is understanding originally this was thought to be a entry level position, which it's a great entry start, but there needs to be a career step because you're losing, I'd say millions of dollars in untapped revenue. If you're not bringing in top performers who have done this before, who know how to hustle, uh, who know how to cold call, who know copy, email writing, that will make millions over a few years. And if you don't want to spend, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars on training, shame on you, because those are just pennies compared to what you're missing out on. But sales leaders need to know that it's it's a drop in the bucket for training today, and the output is is just mandatory. You got to do that. Okay, and so and and you're, you're touching on this, but. Say your your average sales development rep or manager or executive listening to this, how do we push this practice forward? How do we how do we push sales development forward so that it gets the respect and and focus that I really strongly feel it deserves? I think you do too. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, I look at some of the you know sales executives out there, and I see a lot of account executives and. Then I see, you know, they're waiting for their sales dev rep to set up meetings. And if they're not, if they're not setting up meetings, they're not really working. And then I look at the sales executive saying, hey, you know, our pipeline's low. We got to do a little bit more. And there's a huge lack even in the account executive world where if you haven't mastered these basics in today's world, you're not going to make it. And I think companies now are seeing that, you know, even senior reps that have been doing this for five or 10 years don't know the basics of being a sales dev rep. And so that's the importance of this role is if you can teach someone this correctly, it just, it adds tremendous value to your organization. But I've also seen way too many account executives, senior account executives, they're not doing the basics. They're not prospecting. They're not cold calling. They're not getting the rejections. They're not eager to or hungry to learn more. And yet you're paying them double the amount of what the sales dev is doing just to you know, do a lot of the work up front. And it's just, it's, it's unreal. It's like, you know, you look at Jim Blunt, for example, fanatical prospecting. You look at Anthony Ian Arena, right? You look at all these sales leaders. What the num- what's the number one thing that they talk about is failing sales organizations today is a lack of pipeline. And what, what is the number one role that focuses on that sales dev, right? So 
it, it blows my mind when companies are like, we're not going to pay for training. When the sales leaders themselves are saying, hey, your pipeline isn't big enough. And yet the number one position in charge of that is getting no help. That's what's going on. That's crazy. So it's like, put your money where your mouth is. Like, yeah, Get exactly. these people the training that they need. Pay them a decent salary because what we do is very, very difficult. Very difficult. I mean, look, you know, remember when, I, th- I think for me, I got my first cell phone middle school so, so, or high school. So I was, what, 15 years ago or something, right? But a text was really exciting. A call was really <laughs> exciting. Email was still exciting. And in-mail LinkedIn is still exciting. Now you look at today, this is the challenges. None of those things are exciting anymore because they are inundated, right? So you have to learn the basics. You have to have someone that wants to hustle and you have to be willing to pay for that. Otherwise, you're, guess what? Your competitors that are waking up to this are going to pay for the fifteen dollars to $20,000 training. Again, it's nothing. It's like the, the cost of one, one opportunity to train your entire team to bring in you know, a million, two million more. And then be excited to come into work, create that great culture that's in turn going to invite top sellers from other places. Hey, I want to work there. It all comes back to the fact that, hey, with a little bit of initiative uh, from the exec team, if you want to drive an awesome sales culture, you get that training. But also uh, lead from the front. You know, how rare is it for VPs of sales or executives to talk about how things should be and not taking a, a, a cold call, right? Just be on, just be on the floor. Take that. See what it's like. See the challenge that it is today, and you'll have a, a very much earned respect for that role. Now, the second thing you can do is, if you want to keep this right, so a lot of companies are are literally, again, losing millions of dollars because we have always positioned this role as a entry level role. So, guess what? What's the big challenge right now is we have a lack of people that want to stay in this role. And continue building the big, massive pipeline, right? So when I first started, they're like, Taylor, you've been in this role long enough. You might want to go some, you might want to move up. When are you going to move up? And for me, I love the challenge. And so now it's coming back to me where, hey, Taylor, what do we do? You know, so now as a sales dev leader, they're asking me, what's the strategy? How are we going to do this? And we don't have enough people that have been in the game long enough or have the you know, determination to do this day in and day out. So you really need to find that investment. Again, it's a really small investment, in my opinion. But find people that are going to hustle and then build that out. Uh, it's surprising how much a sales dev organization, when put next to you know account executives or the marketing team, and really driving that enthusiasm, how much that changes the floor. It changed our floor here, too, when we yeah. moved our sales dev team closer to the account executives. For sure. And and I think you touch on something that I, I think Gary Vaynerchuk, he says a lot in his speeches is that that attention economy. You know, we live in like an attention economy. Oh, 100%. Attention is, is the commodity that's so precious right now because you've got so many distractions and especially the people that were the very people that we're calling on to try to get appointments are getting emails, voicemails, you know, they're being pulled into meetings, they've got their family, they've got Twitter, Facebook, all these things. And it seems like that's why it's getting so much harder to break through. And and yet we're still playing the same playbook of entry level, you know, zero personalization, make tons of cold calls, just the same playbook from 10 years ago. Exactly. You know. So, well, good. So, okay. So now you're getting in the position where you can start to 
change this dynamic. Are there two or three things that you could tell a manager to do to to help their team out, you know, as far as training, coaching, things like that, now that you're getting into that more leadership position? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the the challenge still is and I think it will be for another few years until companies really start to move this organization up. But if you're not making calls, or let's say you came from another organization and you need to earn that trust, the sales dev, especially entry level, they wanna they gotta work so hard and they, they deal with rejection all day. All they want is from a leader's perspective to make a few calls. You don't have to hold a quota. You don't have to do it every day, but like just show them that what you're prescribing works and that you're doing it. Now, a lot of leaders won't like that because that means, hey, man, I already did that job. And that's my point is how difficult this job is. You know, you'll have regional sales manager says, I don't need to do that. It's like, well, you're you're telling your organization that the basics that the company needs to survive on is too beneath you. And that's your that's your problem. You need a new sales leader because. Taking a few call, calls is all it takes is to inspire the team. All right, we got this. We got a leader that want is is right there in front of us. So lead from the front and be positive. And then the second Love thing that. is, you know, as a manager, is as I've kind of said in this post, but not like as a, as a strong point. But most of the information out there may not work for you, and that's okay. But what the, the other side of that point is, in today's world, you should probably be reaching out to other leaders in sales development at other companies. We are in a connected world now where it's vital to be like, hey, man, hey, what are you doing over there? Hey, what are you doing over here? And be like Sam Walton. I mean, I think he was known for taking meetings of all types to, to just make sure he understood, hey, is there any process out there that would help us gain 1% better? And if so, I need to know about that. And I think that's been somewhat lacking for a lot of companies. So if you want to stand out, just reach out to some other sales of managers, reach out to me, David, obviously, he talks to a lot of folks in the space and just hear like, are we on track? Are we not? And a lot of times senior sales leaders don't understand what this role is. They're still new. It's still new. Uh, it's the third largest, fastest growing uh, role in the U.S. right now. So what does that tell us is if you're a senior team is is having trouble or putting too much pressure on you, reach out and be like, hey, how are you positioning this to your exec team? Because that's going to help us establish a framework for is quota too high? You know, we we personally hear that's that was the fact, right? A very high quota means that your team probably doesn't feel motivated to hit and your numbers naturally go down. And that's that's a huge important piece to call out, right? You set an appropriate goal, the reps get excited, they hit their goals, they exceed their goals, right? So it's the little things like that, but you got to reach out to someone outside and you got to reach out to someone that's in seat now. So someone that did sales dev 10 years ago, if they've stopped doing sales dev and they're going to give you advice, don't take it because it's just a literally a different game. Totally. And and real quick, I, I want to hear that last point. But you know, one thing I've noticed is that I see you coming out to the meetups. There's AAISP meetings. There's enterprise sales meetups. There's a lot of resources, even if you're not in a major, you know, metropolis like San Francisco, to go out and meet other people that are dealing with the same 
types of issues and dealing with them in different ways. And it's just like reading a book. You, if you pick up one good idea that, that you can bring back, you know, that, that, that can help you move it forward, it's totally worth going out that night and meeting, meeting someone. So I love that. Grab a coffee, grab lunch, get with someone who's dealing with the same kind of issues, but at a different company. It always helps me as well. So yeah. What was that last point that you were going to make? Oh, I think for me too, it's just like, you got to keep learning. Like we yeah. look at technology, right? So, you know, I think when I, my dad, for example, you know, he worked at one company for 40 years, right? And that was the norm. And then today it's like, what, you change companies every two or three years, right? It's just different. And technology is a main part of that. So you got to use technology. You got to learn what's up and coming. And things are changing faster and faster because technology is changing faster and faster. So, you know, LinkedIn, again, didn't exist 20 years ago. And now every sales dev is probably living on LinkedIn, right? They could charge for rent <laughs> in terms of how many hours each SDR spends, right? And that's the point is like, it's just technology is changing. You have to be willing to learn what the new things are. And some of them may not work for your company, but just knowing that helps you feel confident, drive those decisions. And then I'd say lastly is so you know, copywriting for me, is such a is a topic no one no one's talking about this is is how do you write effective emails uh it's just it's it's a basic communication tool still works right same with cold calling but how do you write that script that gains intrigue right how do you speak to someone the type of questions that you ask what's in your email all of that is copywriting and that's again something that i was i think by fortune I uh, was able to pick that up. I have a cert certificate in copy now, and it's helped me tremendously. It's been highly effective. It's now even with you know leading the team, I still have a, a full quota, you know, and I, I was the highest performer even while managing four others. So that's that's the power of what copy does is when you've got the basics down, when you've got the tools to understand what works, uh, learn that because wherever you go, you'll just be a more powerful leader and you'll help your team grow. And you can teach them that and it'll help you recruit because now you can say, I'll teach you another skill most other companies don't have. So if you learn those, those skills, every channel has a place to learn and that's just more in your tool bet. But with technology changing, you got to keep learning. I love that. I, that's such a good point. It really made me think, we were talking about that the other day on focusing on your copywriting skills, because a lot of our communication is over email and social. And it reminds me, I got to get Heather Morgan on the show um, yeah, to talk awesome. about the work that she does. Because if you guys haven't, just you know, do a YouTube search and watch some of her videos. She's with a company called Sales Folk. And she just, she just makes some excellent points about how, how to you know, effectively communicate in a written format, which is a lot of what we do. Exactly. So Taylor, dude, that was a, a, some great tips, some great, you know, thoughts on our industry. I really appreciate you coming on the show. If folks want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do it? Is it LinkedIn or what do you think? Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Feel free to send me a LinkedIn note. Happy to respond. And then, you know, if you have your best email, send it over. You know, I still have VP of sales trying to send me stuff. And it is whack. <laughs> uh, so cheers to the sales dev. This is an exciting time. And use use the resources that you have available. So yeah, please connect with me on LinkedIn. We'd love to hear your thoughts. If Even if you disagree with me, I'd love to hear those too. <laughs> that way I'm learning. And 
you know, again, send me some messaging and then send me your best email. I'd love to take a look at it. If I have any pointers, happy to do so. If not, willing to learn from you as well. So thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, you got it, man. We'll have to get you on the break and build one of these days. We do a break and build where we, we, we review messaging live and on a quick webinar and then people can like type in, you know, questions and things like that. So we'll have to have you on as like a featured guest. Uh, so awesome. you can look at some of that messaging. And definitely, again, uh, everybody listening, be sure to follow Taylor, connect with him on LinkedIn. He's putting out some great opinion pieces on, on there about the our our little world that we're in and definitely respect what you're doing, man. So thanks again, and thanks for being on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum 100% focused and dedicated to sales development with your host, David Delaney. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.